mate. Bravo. What'd you say? What did you say, JJ? Happy birthday. 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 good <laughs> okay so you have just been listening to jamie playing the guitar and i found him again he was in the bedroom this is kind of where he hangs out sometimes our bedroom and he was listening to sam smith and he was had his guitar there actually uh, it's, it's uh <laughs> it was drunkos it's now kind of turned into jamie's guitar um and he was singing away that you can hear him actually just singing away um yeah really good and then of course he just cracks into the uh happy birthday song which uh, he actually doesn't hasn't done for a while actually it's uh, very random for jamie so he does do these random things uh it was just good just a great moment and i happened to just think oh, i'm just going to record it because he was playing um and uh singing i was like yeah i'm just going to record that and share that with with you so you can enjoy these uh these all great moments because I, those little moments i love they're so good to listen to but uh on with the rest of the show and this week i talked to rob rob um i basically found rob last year um about a month or so after i started doing uh my podcast and i found that he had a podcast and I was like, this is fantastic because, again, it's just it's having another dad who's talking about how, what it's like, a dad voice, um, which I, I'm, I'm a big promoter of, um, and talking about it, talking about how real it is. Um, and so we have been trying to connect up and get uh, a conversation going, and we finally were able to. Um, and we literally just got straight into it. Um, had a really good discussion and we start off really talking about how he kind of reminds me that it is, we're in, we're in a marathon. We're in a marathon. We're not in a sprint with doing this. Is we are in a marathon. So we have to just take it as it comes and get through it. Um, try our best to get through it. Um... We all, and then we kind of jump into talking about time for ourselves um, because over the New Year period, Christmas and New Year, is that I didn't, uh, I didn't do that, um, which, you know, uh, was really on me. Um, I can't blame anyone for that. That's on me for not really just etching out some time for my own mental health, my own sanity, um, so, yeah, we had a fantastic conversation, and um, I, I'll put uh, Rob's podcast details and everything into the show notes, and I highly recommend you get into it. Listen to Rob, listen to his his journey, his tips, and I think tips. We talk about meditation in this, and uh, I have started meditation um, since I kind of 
after talking to Rob, I was like, you know, I've got to be more active and more proactive about um, helping myself get through these things, get through the moments, be better, better mentally prepared. And so I actually took the proactive step and I've uh, got into doing some meditation uh, five minutes in the morning, five minutes night, at night. Um, and uh, I'm now officially on my, I think it's my fourth day, I think it is. So, uh, and I'm still doing it. And I just have to remember to kind of, it becomes to make it part of my routine. All right. Oh, and by the way, um, as always, this podcast comes with a language warning. Okay. So it's uh, really not for kids' ears. So, uh, yeah. But anyway, let's get into it. How you doing? I'm, I'm going okay, mate. I'm going okay. How That's you doing? Right. Yeah, actually, I'm having a pretty good yeah. day so far. You had a good day? Good day. You had a tough, um, tough break from the sounds of things, mate, over the Christmas period. I did. And I'm actually... Um, yeah, you're 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 uh, another one that's actually kind of, you know, raised it, which is good because um, a couple of guys have said like, you know, they've they've seen the post and they've been like, you know, they've uh, brought it up as well. Oh, it was fucking rough, man. Like, yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, just like, I think I just, uh, yeah, I I didn't look after myself and I didn't have, I didn't uh, get make time for myself you know um yeah. and it's hard it's very very hard and uh i think it's because i just feel like an asshole if i just be like you know i'm gonna go go for a walk for an hour i just feel like an asshole um you carry a lot of guilt guilt for asking for that time for yourself i think i do um yeah and because i know how i know that well when i say i know actually it's probably not right thing but i i feel that um like you know it's it's all on it's all on my wife while i'm while i'm away but ironically yeah. ironically Robert, she 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 sometimes is a bit better equipped to deal with the situations if they kind of if it flares up and i'm not there you know um and i think i'm just going to remind myself more of that because like oh to- totally man totally it's 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 uh someone said to me once it's a it's this is a marathon this is not you can put your head down and get through it for the next month and things will be better easier it will keep being a challenge they'll keep being changes they'll keep being growth on both ends but Mm. it's not something where you can just kind of suck it up and get through it because it's not Mm. going to end so you Mm. have to it's more of a marathon approach so you have to put in the time for yourself and it yeah. goes both ways, right? So it's not yeah. it's only selfish if, if you're saying, can I please have this time? Yeah. But if you're also saying, and what time do you want? Mm. Yeah. And make sure that you're both getting that, then it doesn't feel like a selfish request, right? Yeah. And actually, it's, 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 that's really important, actually. That is very, very important because um, just the other day, actually, just last night, Drinko said to me, can I have a girls' night out on Sunday night, next Sunday night? I was like, you go for it like i think it's probably about like the i don't know it's been a very long time since um uh since that's kind of been you know she's asked and i'm like you go for it like you know it's um you know knock yourself out by all means please do that uh and i think it i think it, it just makes it it makes me feel a bit better when you know when i come like okay 
can I can I can I go out and like you know? <laughs> so but, 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 but it took her to ask, right? And look at how quickly yeah. you were like, "Yep, yeah, absolutely, whatever I can do to support." Like, and I'd be the same if my yeah. wife Monique says to me, "Can I do this? Can I do that?" Like, she wants to take our eldest son up to see her mother-in-law tonight, and she said, "I want to take it." You know, can can you finish work a bit earlier? Can I take and you know you can have Leo tonight? I'm like, "Yeah, no problems. It's yeah. great, absolutely." And yeah. it doesn't matter what. And I'm so conscious; it doesn't matter what happens. The message to her will be everything's fine, everything's mm. under control. Because I just the last thing you want to do, because you're so conscious of, oh, is everything okay? If I'm not there, is everything okay? Like you okay? If if anything other than you know it's going well comes out, then you're less likely to ask again in the yeah. future. So it would take That's a right. lot for something to happen for me to go, yeah, it's not okay. Most of the time, it's like you don't need to know the tiny little thing that went wrong because no. there was. 90% that was totally fine. If all yeah. I say to you, which we're unfortunately too um, too easy to do, mate, is to, to say the one thing that's wrong, not the one thing that's right. So, yeah, yeah. Um, you know what I mean? Like you'd summarize the day or how was the night when I had my yeah. girls night? Yeah, you're more likely to say, yeah, we had this challenge with, then you are to say 95% was totally fine. Yeah. More yeah. likely to just, yeah. But why do we do that though, Rob? Why do we know, like, I don't know. because I, 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 is it, is it because those moments, those moments that, uh, like, so in your face and they're so like those negative moments, um, with, with our kids is that they're, they're very in your face and they're so there. Um, and even if it's only there for like, you know, 30 seconds or it's there for 30 minutes or it's there for three hours. It's irrelevant how long it's in your face. I feel it's like, it's, it's our, um, well, my, I got to say for myself, like mm -hmm. it's so, um, yeah, in, in your face, just describes it. And it's very intense, right? It's a very mm -hmm. intense moment. And, but, it comes back to me as to how I deal with that situation, how I'm emotionally, uh, yeah. my emotional uh, capabilities in that situation to deal with it, right? And it's, it's a fucking wild card right there because if I'm mm -hmm. like, you know, we messaged before, right? If, if, we, if mm -hmm. I'm tired, if I'm like stressed, mm -hmm. all mm -hmm. that stuff plays a part in it. But I don't like to blame that stuff. I don't like, I, I'm like, I gotta fucking mm. take accountability of that. Like, I gotta be like, yeah. you know, um, but I also think, you know, I, I'm, I am human in this. Like, but I sit on, I, I, I it's like a, I don't know, I don't know how to describe it. But you, you, you know, you, you know what I'm talking about, right? You're like, where do you uh, put absolutely. yourself? Absolutely. Man. Yeah. Yeah, the, the more, the more, um, the more you know, balanced, um, the more mindful you are, the more in control you are of, you know, how you react, how you mm. respond, um, absolutely determines what, what happens, right? Yeah. And if you're, and I don't know why we do it. I think we do it because we're almost looking for it. Right, we're almost looking for it. It's that it's that whole thing of um, 
you know, we spend so much time thinking about what the um, challenges are because it consumes us because mm -hmm. of you know, we, we, we're ready for the next one. And, and it, you put it, you know, for me, it's easy to put in Leo's context of I'm more likely to help him do things and not realise the things that he's learning to do that I don't need to help because I'm just so used to it. And I just think, oh, well, that's going to be a problem or you can't do that yet. And I'll need to do it for you. When really, if I just took a step back and gave him a chance, he probably could do more than what I think. I think from a challenger's point of view, we're so wired to thinking that, well, this is how it's going to go down or this is an issue that we, we, we look for it. But mm. I can tell you when I'm in a good state of mind and Leo's having a challenging moment, not only do I deal with it better, but I don't even talk about it to my wife to say that that was an issue if it came up because it doesn't rate highly on it. I can easily deal with it, move forward. And it's no different to, you yeah. know, it, it, any other simple thing that we get through in life. Um, yeah. someone cuts you off in the traffic and it's not an issue if you're having an okay day. If you're not, it's, it's a massive issue and you get home, you say, oh, buddy, whatever. And it's, we, we magnify the things that are, that are going, that are happening in our day, good or bad, if we're not in a good headspace, right? So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wow, man. Talk about getting right into it straight away. <laughs> Bloody hell, man, this is great. Ah, yeah. So actually, like, Rob, let's... Um, Let's kind of carry on then, because I like, I I um I found you, I found your podcast and heard of you. Um, well, I think it was through the yeah, it was through the two P's uh, podcast. Sure. And I yeah. and I think that was when I heard you first. Um, when you were one of the one of the beans, um, and uh, you talked, you were talking on there to Gary. Um, I love Gary. Gary is just a legend and I got tons of time for that man. Mm -hmm. um, and, and then uh, I was like, well, so he's got his own podcast. And so I jumped into your podcast and I was like, this is good. This is good. It's another dad. <laughs> this is another dad talking about the journeys and the troubles and the it, basically just the dad voice, right? Um, talking about how, how life really is for for us yeah. because um it's not uh it's it's not a voice which is heard um openly what can you like let's go back because the reason you you you've made this podcast rob mm. can mm. you tell us tell us a little bit of history Tell us about you, Rob, mm. and to mm. how you got to where you are now. Let's let's go there. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it's a good place to start, and it's um, it's all it's all interconnected. So, um, I went, uh, let's just say, uh, there's the world pre pre Leo's diagnosis and 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 after, and I think before that world. Um, and I, I knew nothing of the disability industry. I had no real um, experience with it. Didn't really know people in my life with it. Um, and I would regard myself as a as a as a human, um, as someone who was always quite um, successful, quite high achieving at things, whether through school and work and career, etc. And it was always a natural. So I'd built up this this standard for myself of I set high standards, I achieved them, I move forward, off I go. Um, 
And this was how I'm used to tackling problems, challenges, anything that comes my way, I'll back myself to do it. And it's from a history of reasonable success that allowed me to think that way. And then I took that into my role as a dad. When I met my wife, Monique, she had a son with her already. When I met them, she was he was eight. He's now 17. So I've been his dad for more time on this planet than he hasn't had me as his dad but um but again i slotted into that role quite well he was looking for a a, a role model a father figure and i and i filled that void quite easily and i thought to myself this dad thing is pretty cool um i don't know if i'll ever have kids one day of my own and then we had um, leo together which was nice and a wonderful blessing and for two years of his life again i just I'm killing this thing as a dad, I'm nailing it. And then when he got his diagnosis around um, uh, two and a half, it kind of, it, it did throw me in a sense of, I knew nothing of autism. Um, so you're rapidly trying to get your head around it. I'm researching, I'm Googling, I'm, I'm trying to place, for whatever reason, Steve, I was trying to place, what does it look like? Like, what does... I didn't know, like, what does someone who's autistic, what does it, what does it look like? What does it mean for him? So what can I expect in terms of each, each time, like each age group, I kind of was fascinated with like, well, what does a five-year-old look or what does a 13-year-old and what does a 20-year-old, what does a, like, I just was trying to see the trajectory rapidly. Um, and I did struggle with it. Like most people who received that news, because you do have to let go in a certain amount of grieving of, what you thought um, life would be like and what it now means. And um, how, how, so have everyone goes through how have you dealt oh. with that though? How have you dealt with that though? Because Look, that, 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 that key, that point there, and I, and I want to talk about that because this is like, I feel it's such an important thing that we like, it's for us, we are, we are on in this process. We have kind of moved, we're moving through it. But there are there are a lot of guys out there, a lot of dads who are haven't got to that point, don't even know that they're where they are in this point, sure. and they can't even. They're in that world. They're in that like, just that that bubble of like, well, like this is it, and they can't even see from the outside how uh, how it is. How did you like? kind of going back to that like you got the you the diagnosis came in yeah um and how did what was your how did you how did you mentally kind of like go get through that and get, and process get to it? acceptance yeah 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 and, and look it's a good point and i've learned that not everyone thinks like me in regards to this and my 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 experience in it was um look there was a lot of uh, as I said, there was a lot of soul searching. There was a lot of tears. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. It wasn't great. And it was certainly um, a really tough part. I would, I would, yeah, there was a lot of sadness. My wife and I were just, were, were, were quite connected on it. We were both going through it in different ways. So that was helpful. Um, and we just tried to do a lot of education on it and what we, I mean, Leo was two and a half, right? So mm -hmm. what we saw, everyone gets, depends on when your diagnosis is, right? But Leo was two and a half. So 
everything that we saw as we started to get our head around it and what it could mean and learning was early intervention, early intervention, anything you can do. There's still a bit of neuroplasticity in the brain, you know, whatever you can do, basically right. get as much funding as you can and do as much therapy, treatment, support, try everything, see what works. There's not a silver bullet. There's not, you know, it's not just mm. therapy. It's not just medication. It's not just, it was almost like everyone's so different on the spectrum. So just, just be in action, try, yeah. learn, see what works, see what doesn't. And so this was abundantly clear from our research. And so I, I remember getting to acceptance relatively quickly because the mm -hmm. thought that I kept having, and maybe it's useful for other people is the, I need to help my son. Mm -hmm. What is the best way for me to do that? So I made it not about me, if that makes sense. It's not about yeah. how yeah. I feel about what life might be and what he may or may not do. It was more, he's in pain. He's he needs help. Mm -hmm. Like no different to if they broke their leg off the trampoline, right? Yeah. What, the best thing I can do is help. So mm. what do I need to do? So I went into a, a help mode, a solving mode, like a lot of guys like to solve things. And that's kind of where I went. I went to mm. solve it, solve it. So I was active in finding therapy. I was active in trying to go to the therapy to understand and learn for myself. So I just started to had this decision to just lean in, right? And just yep. go, well, if I choose to ignore this, mm. it's still going to be there. And Leo is not going to get the help he needs and he's not going to get the support. And I can be that dad and I can just pretend it and leave it all to my wife, but that doesn't help me. What mm. helps me is for me to get him help for me to educate myself so I can help him because he might have therapy once a week. Again, this dawned on me as well. And this may be helpful to dads that just not refusing to, to, to kind of believe or, or deny mm. or whatever, or lean in. It's like, I don't care how much funding you have or how much people, people therapy is a few hours a week mm. and, and life is a lot longer than that. So you're at home with your children more than they are ever going to be seeing a professional. Mm. So the best thing you can do is make sure that you are educated and that you can provide an environment because what you do at home is going to have a far bigger impact than what a professional can do two times a week for an hour. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So I was just like, well, I've got to go. So that started the education mm. in the space. Yeah. Um, and that's why I could accept it so quickly. Um, but yeah, to go back to your earlier question, why did I, why did I start the podcast? That's, that's slightly different. I, I, I thought I was coping and thought I was going okay on the journey learning as Leo was mm. getting therapy and getting support. I thought I was going okay and over a period of three years from that point, mm. it was like a frog in boiling water. I wasn't able to see that I was, I was a, my, my abilities to be a good husband, dad, worker, person, and cope was just eroding. And I couldn't see it happening. Um, I was more irritable. I was more snappy. I'd have uh, bigger mood swings. I would, I could add a zero willpower. I couldn't, I would easily be stressed. I would overthink things. I would dwell in the mistakes and all these things I knew I was doing. Um, but I just thought I could cope and I just thought it doesn't matter. Like there's no option here to not, I've just got to figure out a way to cope. So no matter what you, happens, so you knew stay you were, the course, keep going. You knew that you were yeah. kind of, you were in that kind of mindset of like getting shitty, pissy, reacting, 
you you yeah. were able to self-analyze yourself yeah I'm, i've always been, had a good good awareness of myself right but it, the, the, the the challenge for me was i thought well there's no one coming to save the day here i i have no choice i'd mm. like life is life has dealt me this card i have to figure mm. out a way to cope and get through it so i knew that didn't mean i knew how to do it and so i just kept plowing forward but i just started destroying stuff in my path um and it was just i, I would go at its worst um it was hours upon hours of analyzing a mistake i made I, I, when I yelled at him, when I responded, when I snapped back, when I pushed him to the couch, when, whenever I did something yeah. that was just, I overreacted and I would then analyze it for hours and I would beat myself up as, as a dad and just, just end up wallowing in this, you know, stream of tears of self pity and going for hours. And my wife would just find me in the shower crying or in the, you know, in the, in, in the lounge room crying just, and she'd be like, she'd, didn't know what to do with me she's like i don't know how to help you like what are you still what are you still doing thinking about it why are you still why are you taking it so personally but i just couldn't get out of it and um yeah it reached a point that um it was so bad that then colleagues at work could see that i was affected by it and then yeah. uh i remember saying to my wife like i i I don't know what to do i don't know i don't know how to shake it i don't know and and, and, she, and she was like well i think you need to being a very brave person, thank God. But I think you need to get some help. But I'm like, oh, yeah, okay, fine. I'll go and I'll go and see someone. Fine, but like, I don't. How's that going to help me? Like, I'm I was struggling that much, and she said, she said, well, you, no, I'm not talking about here. Like, you need to go somewhere. You need to be out of this environment to to get some help. It has to be like that. I said, what do you mean? Like, go somewhere? She goes, yeah, like to go to uh, you know uh, somewhere that you can just spend time on your mental health away from this environment because you being here is really bad for all of us right now. You're not helping me. You're not helping our son. You're not helping, um, uh, you know, Leo, you, you, you're bad for yourself and you're bad for us. And I said, but that's ridiculous. Like, how will you cope with me not here? And she said, I'll actually find it easier if you're not here. And how that was the how, moment. How was that to hear, man? Oh, man, it was brutal. It was brutal. And I've got to be so careful when I talk about it because she says, oh, you paint me out to be like, I said, no, no you're but actually I think... the most supportive, the, the most supportive anyone could be because yeah. I'm a hard guy to give feedback to at the best of times, right? So for her to say that, um, it, she was just trying to find a way to break through and get me to see that this yeah, whole... Just, to help you, right? Yeah, this whole just keep on going yeah. is not going to work for anyone, mm. for you or for us. And so, yeah, man, I... I checked myself into a mental health hospital and spent three weeks there and, and told work I need to have mental health leave and conquered all those challenges of, of you know, when you, when you go through this process of how much do you share, how much do you not share, are you going to be met with supportive work environments, are you going to risk losing your job, all these things that people go through to, mm. to, to share what they need to do to get the help. So I had to kind of confront them all in my own way and um, thankfully work was supportive and and you know, a lot of kudos from them to say how brave it was to say that. And, and I made a deliberate decision to say I'm taking mental health leave and, and I need to work on myself to better support myself and my family. And yeah, and then spent time in there and, and saw a psychiatrist, psychologist, went on medication for the first time, um, got some real help for myself. And, and um, the reason for starting the podcast, Steve, was it helped me so much and I took it so seriously. Um, 
because I needed to. And I knew that, you know, what was on the line here is if I don't get this right, I'm going to risk um, the rest of my life unfolding. I'm going to risk not being able to have a job. I'm going to risk my wife having too much and walking away. I'm going to risk losing my son. I'm going to risk it all. So I wasn't prepared. So I took it super seriously, did truckloads of work on myself and, and took all the therapy and everything and, and, and learned so much about myself and actually the education about how I think, why I was doing this to myself, why I was putting myself in this headspace, everything to do with the mindset, right? I learned so much that I'm like, I have to, felt a duty and obligation to, to have this conversation and have it publicly and, and help other dads and try and do anything I could to encourage. Because as you said, like I've got reasonable self-awareness, but there's a lot of, and I've reasonably acceptedly as diagnosis in our life mm. relatively quickly. Mm. And I found it this hard. So what about the people that don't accept it, don't have the awareness, don't have the brave wife to say, like, what about all that? So I thought, a podcast would be a great way to be able to subtly get some dads, a real low touch education, a real low touch understanding. They're not alone. There are things they can do. It, it doesn't need, you, you can change how you think you can tackle it small bites just to try and because, you know, maybe they don't feel comfortable seeing a therapist. Maybe their wife mm. isn't talking. Maybe they're not telling anyone about it, but mm. if they just put something in their headphones and listen, it, they eventually it's, might find a way to kind a, of start helping themselves. Very low touch, very unintrusive. No one has to know they're listening, right? And, mm. and that's the beauty of it, right? So why that's, is that? Why is that though, Rob? Why do we as guys, why do we as men have this, like, I, this is like something I, I love to talk about and I love to get into because I, and there's no, like what well, there is a couple of answers for this, but I'm here. I want to hear your kind of mm. what you think about this. Like, mm. like I'm 45 and I like, I, I realized, and I'm still realizing that I grew up. Um, and I sharing, expressing my feelings, expressing my emotions, expressing how I, um, felt about things uh i i never i didn't know how to do this and i'm not blaming mm. anyone i'm not blaming my parents for this This is just how mm. it was and i'm changing that now like i'm i'm now like you know 45 years into this i'm starting to understand how how i am as a person and how i need to um tap into really how i am and I just, I just need to kind of let things go and be vulnerable because if I'm not vulnerable, it's going to fucking eat me up and it's going to mm. consume me. And mm. I cannot be uh, the dad I really want to be and the, and, and the husband I want to be. And I, and I, I think there's a lot of that going on with guys because we feel that we, um, some guys are very good at this. Mm. And there are others who are on the other end of the scale who just don't know how to talk about it. And are, um, very, they keep things in. They don't talk about those challenges to other dads. And, and, I, and, and that kind of brings me to my question to you is, did you have, um, after diagnosis, well, pre-diagnosis and after diagnosis, how was the, like, the dads around you? Because you, you, you kind of, one of this is about that. Yeah, yeah. What was the yeah. dad, like, what was the, 
um, how many dads were around you that yeah, were in that you could relate to? I know what you're saying. You're so, so, so um, as I said, pre-diagnosis, I knew nothing of, of the disability world. So the answer was zero. And then mm. after diagnosis, um, whilst my wife had met some other mums through different interactions, uh, passing at therapies and found some connections there, I'd never had that. And so I didn't have, so the entire time, that three years of everything building up before I had to go to a mental health hospital, I didn't have any other dads, no other dads. that I could talk to. And I but no one to relate else. to, no one to be like, no, no that, one guy's, that, that guy's in a similar boat to me. No. Yeah, I know exactly what you're doing. I know how, like, and I had mm. friends and, and, and I actually, I, I am a guy that doesn't mind being vulnerable. I've learned to be more vulnerable and, and, and share, but there was something in me that stopped me sharing it with my friends. Um, I didn't, I had great friendships, but I didn't call them and mm. say, here's what's going on with me. Because I had this thought that they don't know, they can't relate, they don't know what, what this is. And I just didn't want, I didn't want to be told the wrong thing or to try and be told it's okay. You just need yeah. to go and do something that makes you feel good. And like all the things that's like, I don't have enough time until you've lived it. You're not going to get what I'm saying. And I didn't want to kind of, I don't know. I didn't want to tackle those awkward conversations with my friends that was going to give me terrible advice because mm. I thought you're not qualified. You don't know. Um, did you feel you, were, did you, you know? feel that you might kind of lose these friends as well? Because like, if you open, like if, if I, I kind of, Think that it's a fear that people could have i, I i'm not sure whether i had that fear yeah. but i just felt i couldn't relate to a lot of people correct yeah i didn't like, i didn't think it was going to be a loss of friends my friends have always been supportive and they try and be supportive and say i don't know what you're going through yeah. i know it's tough mm. if there's anything i can do but even with all those i don't what can you do you don't like yes you could listen but then i just i just for whatever reason i thought it would just fall on deaf ears it wouldn't they mm. wouldn't i wouldn't get you know, they're not a therapist, sure, but I wouldn't no. get what I needed to help me. What I needed to help me, I don't think they could deliver. And that's kind of why I think I avoided getting into the detail with them about it. But it mm. meant that I was trying to do it on my own. Um, yeah, and it put puts a lot of stress, I think, on relationships because then I did, yeah. I did have my wife and I did have someone I could talk to, but it meant that we were consumed in that space. Yes. Um, a lot you're in that, and we drag each other like down that, that or drag in, each right? other up or yeah, 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 yeah. So, so, so the answer was no one. And then the, mm. what makes it even more interesting on your question is what are the dads and another motivation for the podcast is when um, um, Leo just finished his first year of kindy and he goes to a specialist disability school and we were very grateful to get him in there. And it's, it's a great environment. There's nine kids in his class. And I, I remember thinking, so this is going back 12 months ago, and I remember thinking, how good for the first time ever, I'm going to have all these other dads that mm. we can connect with and talk to and who get it, right? Mm -hmm. oh, this is going to be amazing. Yeah. And I remember then the parents' WhatsApp chat started and I'm on it and I'm like so active and I'm involved. And, I'm... and then a couple of weeks <laughs> went by and I realized I was the only guy on there. Wow. It was just everyone else's mum and me. And I was like, I wrote, where are all the dads? So you wrote into the chat. You said, where are all the dads? Yes. Where are all the dads? And I got, oh, he's not really into it. He's not really a WhatsApp. Doesn't want the notifications. And then I got the, oh, 
yeah, he's not like doesn't really like these types of forums or he's not as involved. And I did get one dad going, oh, like he's interested in in, in but just doesn't like all the gossip and just would yep. prefer so. But some of it's excuse, some of it's real, some of it's yep. every level of dads where they're at, acceptance, yes. denial, you know, like in represents and the actual reality of being able of to really be involved with it. But but totally. <laughs> I just found it fascinating that like here I am yep. thinking that every dad thinks like me, mm-hmm. wants to be involved, wants to help, wants to whatever. And there's mm-hmm. varying levels of, for all the reasons we know, right? There's varying levels of that involvement, which I thought was fascinating because I thought, why would you as another dad who was struggling with acceptance, whatever you're struggling with, why would you not want to reach out to people that are going through it, that have been through it, that might, that can relate? Because mm-hmm. yeah, I just, I find it fascinating. But is it kind of going back a little bit because I think we, we, we kind of, we keep using the word acceptance and I, I actually think that there's a lot of, um, there, I keep on using this term a lot and I shouldn't use that. There are guys out there who, uh, they don't know what, it, what, what even acceptance that, that like word doesn't, they don't know what it means. They don't really, uh, a lot of dads are like sitting there kind of like, well, I'm in this shitstorm which you know and we don't i don't know how to get out of the shit this is my shitstorm i'm in and that's and that's actually to find the way out of that uh emotional shitstorm that they find themselves in they like some guys just i, I don't think they do i i honestly think they just sit in that shitstorm for years and they don't quite know how to um extract themselves because they're so in that world right and they're just like fighting those fires and just you know but the and it's and there's and it's denial Mm. of the reality of this is how it is man like Mm. you Mm. and and it's and i and it's kind of sad because i um because I think I was, I was, I, I look at myself. I, the reason I say that is because I think I was in that, that world for pretty much 11 years. Mm. I, I, 11 years of, I, I, I think I, I never, I never uh, dealt with my trauma of, ha- of Jamie um, and grief. Jamie being born, he had all these operations. Um, just the other, just the other month, we went to the hospital where he had his, um, Heart, or, heart operation and went for a checkup and I realized walking out of that hospital I've been there like many times over the years we go there like on an annual checkup and I realized mm. like later on that day I walked out and I was like I have I have trauma from that place I mm. have genuine fucking trauma from that hospital mm. I don't blame the hospital for this but I never like it, it's an experience which is a real experience it's a it happened and i remember i remember i think what it was is i remember every day he was in the hospital after, after his operations and just thinking like like you, i couldn't even think about the next day i was like it was just day by day and even like hour by hour as to kind of how he was and and that is that is a really traumatic and that's a fucking real feeling that mm um we have and i and i think that i didn't and again i never i never cried 
I didn't know how to release my mm. my my mm. uh, true and real uh, bottled up trauma and emotion. I didn't know, mm. and and so I just kind of throw, I just threw myself into work and like you know, and that was my thing. Like I was just you know into the school trying to build the school up, like all that kind of all that stuff. But I and I and that's where I think sometimes dads don't are, are, don't quite know to kind of pull themselves out of that world of like this is what's going on like yes i want to do this but how do i how to extract themselves out and be like holy shit like like this is a wild world i live in here like and accepting that I kind of feel like accepting that wild world that we live in. we live in you know the, the poem which I'm sure you know Rob which is the mm -hmm. I talk mm -hmm. about a lot because it's such a um, integral part of kind of where I am now welcome to Holland is like that allows it allowed me to kind of realize where I was and that allowed me to be like okay like I can, mm. I can start to kind of move forward with this. Eleven years, man, mm. and you can see. I can't just get over eleven years like that, you know. And it's yeah. And I, and so that's why I do this. That's why I do my podcast because I, I think that like, it's. I want to get into the the ears of dads of course that's the key but if i get into the ears of the mums right the mums mm. who can play it in the car when the dad's in the car and he can hear it and he can hear me and he can hear this guy who didn't see it for 11 years didn't see how he mm. you know was mm. in this fucking world of not knowing how how he wasn't dealing with his mm. dealing with life and mm. and i feel so passionate about that um as you can tell you know yeah so it's and and i i'm sorry i've stolen the show a little bit here i want to go back to that whatsapp because the whatsapp group highlights it right doesn't it, it yeah. kind of it's a it's yeah. a it's because there's all these mums it's not the reverse rob it's not all these dads no. in the group it's all the mums in the group no. right so there's a reason for this yeah, yeah. and it's and it and i just think like we gotta, we gotta help these guys. We gotta give these dads a platform to hear, to talk about it, to be fucking real about it. Totally, man, and and that's why I think you know we both share that desire to 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 spread the word and to and mm. to help you know with different experiences. That the common one is that we we've learnt about ourselves and we want to share that with. Mm other dads to stop them to help them making similar mistakes or to, or to help them see what we couldn't see at different times um, for different reasons and, and it's such a compelling drive right mm. that, that, that yeah. i have that you have to do that because we just want to and i i i think i i often misjudge that you know the the, the cynic in me goes well, what's the big deal just get on the whatsapp group what's the big deal just like why wouldn't yeah. you right and yeah. then 
what, what I don't, what I don't, I have to keep reminding myself of is, is that you had that journey and the trauma and the hospital in 11 years and you had that journey and I don't know what other dad's journeys are, no, that's but right. I know they're all unique. And I know this, it's, it's got, it's got how it's got their childhood in it. It's got how they've become a dad in it. It's got, it's got a lot in it. Right. Yeah. So for, for, for me to unrealistically assume people think like me, um, what's the big yeah. deal or that, why wouldn't you just do this X, Y, Z? It's, 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 it's unfair. It's not a great, it's not realistic. Right. So yep. uh, I, I've learned to think that, but I also know that um, to use your example of Holland, uh, welcome to Holland. Like I also know that, that if there's one thing that you should be able to get through to a dad, who's like whatever level they're at, the one thing is you have to get better educated on whatever the the disability your child has but you also have to get better educated on yourself and you have to put the time into yourself to understand how you think like if i hadn't have gone and 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 had that opportunity in hospital to do the therapy that i did i did the equivalent of 52 sessions of psychology but i did it over three weeks intensive with group therapists and all this stuff and if i hadn't have done that i wouldn't understand why i think the way i do I wouldn't understand the tools. I wouldn't have tools to help me yeah. change how I think. I'm human. Right? I will make a mistake, right? I have to have those, right? Yeah. If you landed in another country that speaks another language, and that's how it feels for some dads, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. What, what, what's your choice? Forever not know how to order a coffee or figure out how to speak the language so you can order a coffee and start there, right? You've got, yeah. you've got to... You, this One's a very sad give up mentality yep. of there's nothing I can do. That's yep. how life's dealt the cards. And here I am, I guess I'll never be able to do anything because I don't even speak the language. Mm. And I don't know. Or the other one is, well, maybe I can find out. Maybe I can ask, mm-hmm. why don't I learn bit by bit by bit by bit? You don't yep. have to be an expert and you are don't have to change who you are. And that's what I've learned as well. It's not about, I, I'm, I still think uh, I can still, um, ruminate on things and be hard on myself it still happens i'm 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 not changing how i how i think but i am changing how i respond and how i act based on certain situations because i can see it i've got a toolbox i know how i can help myself when i need to and that's because there isn't the nine dads in the group to help me and give me their experiences i have to do a little bit more of myself but yeah but jesus man like I'm so committed to educating myself. I'm so committed to never, never being full, never being done. Right. I'm never finished yeah. on this. And I think always learning. You're, you're always learning. And I've got to, because I'm, I'm going to, um, Leo's going to evolve and change. And the challenges I was used to dealing with today will be different challenges tomorrow. And that's, that's something that surely, surely every dad can accept that they will grow and learn as an adult and their children will grow and learn and, and their level of disability may never change, but the, the circumstances they're in, the situations they're in are going to change. And so we have to be prepared as dads to, to learn and grow with it. And you have to educate yourself. And if you're not prepared to do it, then I think I feel sorry for you as a dad, because mm-hmm. you're going to, you're going to miss out on so much because you're just yep. not going to be there. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I, and I, and I, I hundred percent agree with you on that because it's like, yeah. and I suppose I like what I love about it. What I love about our conversation, Rob, is that like 
we're we've we've kind of the our journeys have kind of met, but we've come at our journeys from like different angles, different perspectives, different kind of like uh, the journey has been different, right? But we we both are ha have this we both have this huge kind of like thing in common where we uh we want to we want to first of all be in a good headspace to to be able to operate yeah and i you talk about the toolbox and the toolbox um is an interesting one and i want to talk about that because can you share can you share with us mm. for you to get through your week when you're having you know, like good weeks, bad weeks, whatever, because it doesn't matter because that toolbox is still, it's open and it needs to be with you and carried with you a lot of the time, almost all the time. What do you mm. do, Rob, to make yourself to be the best dad that you want to be? What do you do? How do you do it? Yeah, I mean, there's a few things. It's a combination of, of putting... Uh, planning and, and being proactive in it and there's a combination of doing uh, having tools that if things don't go well that you, you know how to deal with them as well so I, you know and again everything i say is is not a it's not um i'm a master of i'm a i'm a i'm practicing it and trying daily so i'm human i make mistakes it doesn't yep. always happen this way but for me um I, i've worked 20 years in the fitness industry so for me exercise has always been a huge part of what i need to do to feel at my best and Absolutely. When I exercise and I'm, and I'm prioritizing and taking that hour or that half an hour a day for me, um, it, it really gets me in a good headspace. The other thing that, that what do you do Rob, Rob, in, in that space when you're doing that exercise yeah. and you're like, you know, yeah. what yeah. I can see behind you there, there's like a guy boxing. I think it is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, what, uh, what, um, my previous guest, Chris, he actually, um, he, he does boxing as one of the things that in his tool toolbox that he kind of is, yeah. is an important thing. He gets into the ring yeah. and you know, he takes them and he, he gives them as well. But what is it that goes on in your head when you're in that, that zone of doing your fitness? What is it that, mm. um, can you, can you share with us how you, how you feel what's going through your head? when you're doing those things. Yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 it's a self-care mindset yeah. um, and it's a selfish mindset in a, in a really good way. So what goes through my head and the reason I try and pr protect that time in, in, in my day is um, I can't control a lot of what the day of what the day is going to happen and how Leo is going to respond mm -hmm. and what's going to happen and when the next challenge is coming. But there's certain things in life if, that if I can control, I know what make me a better, better dad, be more equipped. And, and so this is for me is a self-care mindset. It's a, it's about I switch off, I put music in, I don't take calls, I don't take messages, I don't, I don't spend my time thinking about anything mm. other than I'm just present in the in in the workout. I'm doing yep. strength training. I like to lift weights so that it's it's a release. It, it makes me feel good. It's, it's, it's just that type of thing for me. And then I like to go and get a coffee afterwards and it's a little, you know, reward time to myself. Yep. Um, I also like to do meditation at the start and end of the day. It anchors the day. I think that 
plus my workout is is kind of the anchor that that when I'm in a good rhythm and that's what I'm doing. And the meditation again, I, you know, for anyone who thinks, oh yeah, that's 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 whatever. I before my time, this is why it was so transformational. Before my time in in the mental health hospital, I I I heard mindfulness and I tried meditation and I couldn't do it and I thought it was a bunch of gobbledygook and I was yeah. like, whatever, man, that's not for me. I I can't do that. Mm-hmm. And then through doing it every day and practicing it and pushing through the ability to do it and not know anything and do it and feel like it didn't work and do it again the next day and feel like it didn't work and then do it again. And do it. I just kept going because mm-hmm. I was looking to actively work on myself every day while I was there. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, of, of other people do it. I've got to do it. I've, I've got to try and see if this can help me. Mm-hmm. And I now do five minute meditations. I don't do long ones. I do five minutes and it, it, waking up in the morning, doing five minutes for myself, um, having a little espresso to get me going and taking that time, it sends a message that I'm in control of my day. It gives me a headspace that like, and this is what people almost might understand, that the practice of meditation and mindfulness is about um, training your brain to be present, right? Most of the time when we are in situations that go pear-shaped, our ability to uh, our ability to control our reaction is based on our ability to keep in the present. You know, our ability to control our worry and anxiety is our ability to not think about and stress about the future. And yeah. our ability to control our, our stress and, and depression is to not dwell on the past, right? So if we can keep your brain in the present more times mm. than not, you're going to be able to deal with a situation that plays out better and you're not going to spend time overthinking what happened and whether it was right or wrong. And you're not going to spend time worrying, is it going to happen again? You're just going to deal with what's in front of you, right? Mm. Like a snapshot, like a photo, right? Yeah. You're just going to deal with that and move on. And, and so meditation for me is like some of it's good, some of it's bad. Some days I feel great, some days I don't. But it's the practice of doing it that's mm. training my brain to think and stay present and stay mindful that when the next challenge happens, not if, but when, mm. I'm far better to deal with it. It's like the analogy of, you should never go out to the grand final expecting you're going to hit the winning shot, take the winning field goal, whatever it is, right? You practice, you spend hours training, training for those moments that you can win the, win the, win the championship, whatever it is. Like mm-hmm. this is the same with, 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 and I don't know why, again, it's hard to, you're never going to be better at dealing with a meltdown or a behavior of concern yeah. with your child. Yeah. If you've never spent any time practicing mm. to be better at it. Does it make sense? Yeah. Like, it's no, just, no, I don't I, know absolutely. why people it, think, hey, hey, it was a shit day. I couldn't deal with it. And I was like, okay. And then what'd you do? I did nothing mm-hmm. until the next time. And guess mm-hmm. what? It was equally as shit. Like I still couldn't deal with it. It's like, well, mm-hmm. what are you doing to make sure that you practice it? You can't practice meltdowns. It's not about that. Mm-hmm. It, it's about understanding that you can practice your ability to react less, to not get as yeah. stressed, to, to I, be more present. Those very, things. It's, it's very, very true. And I, I, I don't, uh, I don't practice meditation, but I, and it's something that I, um, I kind of actually, I do actually want to get into because I think there might be guys like myself out there, Rob, who are like, I know I've heard of this. What is this? What is this um, meditation and how does it work? What do I, what do I do with this? And can you give us an insight? As to mm. what it is, you said five minutes, and five minutes doesn't sound like a hell of a lot. It sounds actually really no. a very doable 
thing. And this could be potentially a game changer for us guys who are listening to this. And they might be like, yeah, mm. fuck, all right, I'll give this a bash. Like Rob's, Rob does this, like, mm. you know. Mm. So how, what does this look like? What, is, what does meditation for you look like? It's, um, yeah, in, in real terms, it's, it's um, I, there's all types. There's all types and some yeah. are better than others and people preference. Yeah. So it's about, there's a lot of choice. Um, for me, med- most of the meditation is grounded in a sense of breathing, which, which gives okay. you calm. And the use of breathing actually allows your, that's the simplest way for your, for your mind to focus on something. So it talks about the whole point of meditation is to be present, mm. to be calm, to focus on mindfulness. The point of the breathing is listening and hearing your breath and focusing on the breath actually is one of the easiest ways for you to stay focused on something right and not have your brain focused on whatever else so most of the stuff i do it's all guided so an instructor will talk uh, and they'll say okay so lie down or sit up and i want you to think about blah release what happened in your day think about it release it i want you to breathe at this pace i want you to and it's subtle things it's not overbearing stuff Mm. it's not you know, um, kumbaya, like it's very easy to follow stuff. And if I've tried a few things, I don't mind sharing. The one I use is on the Peloton app. A lot of people think the Peloton's just for the treadmills or the bikes or whatever. They actually have an app that's got a whole bunch of workout stuff on there, including meditation. And you can choose right. five minutes, okay. 10 minutes, 20 minutes, 15 minutes, whatever. You can choose your instructor. You can choose whether it's sleeping meditation or basics or whatever. There's a whole bunch. There's yep. one I do that's a gratitude meditation, which is an amazing way to start the day. And, it, and it's basically just someone talking you through saying, think about a time that you were grateful. Think of, think of someone, bring someone to mind. I want you to think about them. I want you to visualize them and think about what is it about them that you're grateful for. And then the blah, blah, like, it's so, it's such a great. It sounds, um, it sounds very, to, very therapeutic. And, and very, man. And, very. and, 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 and like, and yeah, and, and very, doable. Day, very doable. And at the end of the day, I put my AirPods in, I lie down in bed, five minutes, breathing, calming, relaxing. And it's kind of like, it doesn't matter what's going on in my day. If I can get that done at the start, it sets me up. If yep. I, I know I've got it at the end yep. to kind of wash the day away. And I tell you, anytime I'm overwhelmed and anytime I can't bring myself back, it's in my toolbox that I go, I'm going to my car. I'm sitting in there for 10 minutes and I'm going to do some meditation. And okay. It can still be the worst meditation I've ever done, Jay. It, 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 but but I'll tell you what happened. What happens is I actually then at least reset. It gives me a yeah. little bit of a reset and I can then get back on with the day. Yeah. I love it, man. That's, that's good. I think that's very solid, practical advice. And uh, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to um, uh, get into something because I think that like, that's a, that's something I can have in my toolbox that I, I don't totally, do. Man. Totally. And it's, like you have to not judge it. You have to not judge it. Mm. You know, the part, part of it is not judging, not doing it once yeah. and going, it was terrible. Not yeah. doing it twice and going, it's terrible. I can commit to it for a week yeah. and do it. And, and you're not looking for any major outcomes other than, oh, wow, I actually found that I didn't get as distracted. I wasn't thinking about everything going on in my life. If you get any of those moments in the five minutes, yeah. that's, a, that's progress. That's good. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's great. Okay. Um, how, uh, 
Let's have a look. I've got some questions on my screen here. And sure. we've talked about a lot of stuff. Um, the, okay. Here's one. If you, if you could go back to, if you could whisper in your ear, back to um, that day when you got the diagnosis, if you mm -hmm. could go back and you could whisper in Rob's ear and say, say something, mm -hmm. what would you say? I'd say, um, I'd say it's not about you. Stop making it about you. Um, I'd say whatever challenges that you're going to face as a parent, that challenge is a hundred times harder for Leah, for your son. So don't make it about you. I'd say that you're not going to master this. You're not going to be an expert. So stop pretending and trying to, to be that that's the goal and you need to be know what to do because you'll forever be out of your comfort zone. I'd say you have to be kind to yourself because you're doing your best. As long as you're doing your best, don't. Don't beat yourself up when you make a mistake. Don't beat yourself up when you lose your call. Um, it's going to happen. It's going to happen, but just be kind to yourself so that, because um, you, you're doing your best, right? Just that, that's all you can ever do. And yeah. you're going to have bad days, but, but, but be there. I think it's, yeah, I, I think for me, it's, it's more of a, I, I've learned and I, you know, continue to learn that it's, it's, um, oh, and the other thing I'd say is, as I was going to say, it's, 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 don't make it personal. Don't make it about you. Don't make his problems, your problems that they're, 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 you know, you've got far less problems than what, you know, your, your son's going to go through. So, so stop making it about you. But I, I'd also say that open your eyes, open your eyes and your ears and everything for that matter. Because what you're going to get from this different path that you were than, than you were thinking is is a whole bunch of different um, experiences. Not all of them are going to be great, but you're getting something that other people won't get, um, and, and you just need to be open to seeing what they are and not looking at what you don't have, right? Because you'll fill that list up very quickly, but. Yeah look at all the things that you, you do have and you do get that will be different. Um, but difference, not bad. Difference, not bad. You, you can be different and you can still have all these different experiences that people without a child with a disability will never get um, and will never understand, but you will, um, you know, and, and if you want a practical example of that, it's, it's the, you know, the progress milestone celebrations mm. that happen um, with someone with ASD, you know, like when they're, as they're learning things, that they mean so much more than they do for a, a neurotypical child. And that's a, that's a joy. That's a pride. That's a, you know, when you see something like that as a dad, like that for, for, for guys like us has, it's a very different feeling 
than what my friends with neurotypical kids get when their child learns to write their name. Yeah, Leah still hasn't managed to learn to write his name, right? So, 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 so what do you think will happen if, if that moment comes? You know, it's, it's those types of things, Steve, that I think yeah. um, people, yeah, we're too quick to look at the negative, too quick to look at the list of, of, of disabilities, not abilities, too quick to look yeah. at the things that are going to not happen, not the things that will happen. Um, I, I don't know. I just, yeah, it's easier said than done. But yeah, if I was going back in time, I'd be trying to make me to see, to enjoy enjoy the journey and open your eyes not don't be so close-minded to and walls up around well this is this is terrible what an awful outcome i'll just you know i'll just life's going to be shit and whatever you can't do anything about it i mean it's just an awful headspace to think of yeah yeah that's right and this journey that you're on rob you're not doing alone no um you have your your wife with you, which, you know, um, as do I, and, uh, marriages, marriages are as one of the hardest and toughest things that, um, we have in our, that we, that, uh, well, it's, it's, it's one of the toughest things and pushes us and challenges us. And, but then you throw in, you throw in a child, um, which needs, which needs extra help, which needs mm. more attention because their attention mm. goes away, is taken away from each other. And also if you mm. have other children, it's it, it, mm. it, that, that um, changes yeah. that as well. Right. Um, how do you, what, what, like, how, how do you guys, how do you guys make it work? How do you guys, because yeah. that is a real world challenge for, um, it's a real world challenge for me um, yeah. to find time to go out totally. and etch out that time together. Just like not in a work environment, like because we work, we work in like, the school together. So, how do you? What does it look like for you? Yeah, it's it's a real life challenge for us for us to uh, Steve. It's um. It's really hard. As I said, we've got an older son who's 17 who, who you know, needs a lot of our time as well. Um, and it, and it's, it's, it's hard. I think we're, um, I'm very grateful and very lucky in a way that, you know, we, we've, uh, we've got a, a level of respect and love and trust for each other that um, we can have moments and we can have, um, arguments and it can get heated and it, and it can, or, you know, we can get upset at each other or we can lose our call at Leo and all these things, but it's not, it doesn't get held on to. Mm. I think um, that's something that's really good about our r- relationship that I think is helpful. It's not, you know, we don't put it in a bag and save it to then use mm. later and 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 drag around and and have it weigh us down you know moment to moment stuff right moments can be bad but 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 we don't dwell we don't hold on to it Um, we 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 leave it right almost like at the end of the day it's it's washed away and we we start again so it's um i think that's helpful we 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 get very little time i mean in the last year we've had um three nights in the year in, in a year that we didn't have the responsibility for Leo or weren't at home, 
with him. So we took a small staycation and, and that took a whole bunch of military operation with support workers and family and friends to help um, to get that done. But yeah. Um, but as how, you how, was I, both... how was it, Rob? Those those three, like <laughs> Mate, how, how amazing is... were those three nights? That, separate <laughs> occasions, like how amazing uh, were they? Uh, look, it, it 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 was great, and um, and it, you know, you know as well as I do. Like when you've got that time together, there's that feeling of okay, you've got to make it count. So let's do everything, and you get this paralysis by. Of course, <laughs> should we like? You're gonna do, do everything, but like, we've got to do everything. You know, yeah, yeah, do, yeah. Do we go out for dinner. Do we stay in for dinner? Do we do we, do we <laughs> have a bath in the hotel room, or that's wasting time, or that's good time, or whatever? Right? It's, that it's all thing. the most expensive bottle of wine because there's no yeah, way we're gonna do this again. Yeah. Like, you know. yeah, yeah, yeah. Can we get catch up on sleep? No, that's a waste. You know, it's, like it's, <laughs> it's it's all those things, right? It's all those things. So, um, oh, look, it. it it was good and it's hard because half the time you're spending, you know, getting out of the headspace where you're constantly trying to think and, and care and until you can actually relax and then you might have a conversation about something to do with doesn't, it's not being a parent, you know, it's, 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 <laughs> um, it's, it's, it's hard. Look, it, and, and that's, we're grateful for that, but that's, yeah. that's two nights, three nights out of a year, man. Like it's, it's, um, yeah. I think it's easier for us to support, each other having some time yeah. um, together, yep. oh, sorry, some time um, on our own or yep. some time with another, with, with a friend or some time yep. with our eldest son. That's easier for us yep. to do. We can make those moves happen far greater than we can get the two of us doing stuff. But um, I don't know, man, we just communicate as best we can. We support each other as best we can. We know yep. we're human and we know we're going to screw it up. So we just kind of almost operate on that understanding that when we do, like, <laughs> yeah. We'll, yeah. We'll, when we do, you know, and one of us says something wrong or does the wrong thing, like don't, don't hold on to it and don't, don't drag it down and, and mm -hmm. forgive quickly and all those types of things because yeah. we're doing our best, man. Yeah. She's, she's not trying to piss me off. I'm not trying to piss her off. We're both trying to do the best job we can raising kids and, yeah. And life's happened around it, so um, yep. yeah, no, no, um, no, no, um, no major uh, secrets, mate. It's just <laughs> it's just trying stuff. It's gonna try, have you? Um, yeah. How for, like uh, laughter, man? Do you like? Do you laugh enough? Do you reckon you kind of laugh enough compared to you know, like how how how's that for you? Yeah, I, I yeah, I do, man. I do. I I. I I'm rarely serious. Like I work in a level of sarcasm. You look so serious though. And... <laughs> you look so uh, serious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when you smile, uh, you, you definitely like when, when you, when I see you smile, I'm like, oh, here we go. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. It's a business, business face or work face versus serious. <laughs> like, no, I'm, I'm really yeah. serious, man. I'm, I'm, I'm actually, yeah. I'm always tend to be the person to make it light or to, to make a joke or something's there to be said. I typically say it just because I think it might be funny. Like, I'm, yeah, yeah I, I do keep it quite light. I think you have to, I've always been like that though. That hasn't changed um, um, with, with Leah's diagnosis. It's more just been, um, um, no, I, I, no, I, my, my whole life uh, I've loved Seinfeld and I, I could walk into any, uh, analyze the minutiae of life. I find things like, so funny that I just observe that you observe through life. So that's how I look at the world, man. So I'm, yeah, I'm can easily be distracted by 
um, by humour on any right. level. Um, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Actually, I'll share yeah. something quickly because this morning I had a, I had a bit of a laugh this morning um, heading off to school uh, and boys were all in uniform and yeah, I was trying to get Jamie off the sofa and he, he didn't want to get off the sofa. He was just mess, messing around. Anyway, um, so I managed to kind of get him off the sofa and then he got onto the ground, he's lying on the ground. And then Joshua, his brother, um, he like hopped on the, like they started to kind of like play around. He hopped on the back of him. So Jamie's like lying face down on the ground. Joshua gets on the back yeah. of him. <laughs> he's, like, he's, he's like, he's kind of like lightly kind of like tapping Jamie's bum like this, you know? And he's like, yeah, yeah. Um, this horse is moving. <laughs> and, then, and then he's like, um, just, just like, he just kind of said it really quietly, almost like to himself, but I was really close, kind of like, I was trying to, and he's like, this horse isn't moving. <laughs> like, and, and then, and then he, then I realized that actually what he, he didn't mean horse. He actually, because he, somehow he got confused with Japanese and he actually meant sheep. <laughs> Because <laughs> uh, he's in the Japanese, uh, Shitsuji, shit, uh, shit, 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 oh, I'm going to screw that one up. But anyway, he said it in Japanese. I said, Oh, you mean you mean sheep? He's like, Yeah, yeah, man, sheep, the sheep ain't, the sheep's not moving. <laughs> but I just, it was oh, just yeah. like, I just, I just had to laugh. And, and Junko was there, of course. And like, yeah, so we're just having a good old chuckle, you know? Yeah. Um, and uh, but I thought, you know, like, those, those, I don't, I don't really rem I think I kind of pulled those moments out now. Because I I didn't um, I don't know if I did that uh, enough before. I think I just was um, in my little world, and I struggle in the mornings. So mornings are not my um, they're not my forte. Um, sure. So I, you know, uh, so it was good to kind of have a good morning and, uh, yeah, and all that. Yeah. Okay, Rob. Let's go into um, let's talk about uh, let's talk about uh, here we go. Okay, can you? Can you tell me uh, what are four words that sum up your what describe your your world as a dad to Leo? Four words. Oof. I'll probably uh, do my own thing, mate, and make it more than four words. But um, <laughs> <laughs> um, play. Um, we play a lot. We we we. I'm fun and games guy. I'm always chasing him around the house and tickling him and stuff. So I think he's <laughs> throwing him on trampolines and stuff. So I, yeah, play. I'm, I'm, I'm very yeah. playful with him. Um, I think um, uh, I'd say committed, something like that. That, that, that for me is, is, um, I made a promise to, to to myself, to him, to my wife that I'm never gonna, never gonna be the guy that gives up on 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 him and his challenges and what he needs. I'm I'm committed. So um, he needs to know that when life gets hard and he doesn't know if he can do it or he doesn't have people around him that believe in him, that I'll, I'll always be that guy. Like I think that's nothing's going to ever get too hard. I think that's kind of why I'd say a word like committed. Um, I think um, it's probably, it's, it's, it's um, what else I'd say um, 
uh, possibility. Um, my approach to him as a dad is that I, I, I have no expectation and I also have no, no, um, no ceiling on what he's capable of in life either. I think I live for him in the world of possibility that um, right now it's all possible let's just see what happens and, and, and take it as it comes. And um, that comes with the best of intentions and hopes, but it also comes with no expectations of um, Leo's actually at a stage where he, he could have a life where he's fully dependent on us and never say a word and, and live with us um, in a house forever. Mm -hmm. Or he could talk, he could live on his own. He could live with independent living. He could have a job and kids and all, all these other things. I just, we just don't know. Mm. So it's not for us to project and it's not for us to, to, to force it or we're very open to whatever it looks like. If he's happy, um, you know, and we're doing our best, then that's all we can really hope for. So I think we live in, a, as a dad, a, a possibility um, is a word. Um, and... Yeah, I'd say, um, yeah, I, I, uh, I don't know, probably either I'm hands on, man. Like I'm, I'm hands on. I, I, that's probably the best way to describe me. I'm, I'm the dad that's there that wants to go to the book club week, that wants to go to the parent volunteer night, that wants to go to the, um, I'm hands-on. I'm an advocate for him and the world he's growing up in. I'm um, hands-on in his daily life. I'm just, just hands-on. I'm just there. Yeah. I'm just there. Awesome. If he needs me, I'm there. You know, like if you yeah. need someone to play with or, or needs some help, I'm there. I'm just, I'm never the guy that's, if, if I need to change my work schedule to be there for an appointment, I'm doing it. I'm not, I'm not, oh, can't be bothered. That's not my job. Mm. That's, that's not how I think about him. So awesome. there you go. That's almost four words, mate. It's probably a bit more. No, that's that, mate. That's awesome. Love it. Okay. The um, music. You you kind of talked about music, listening to music while you're working out, which is pretty common mm. for a, a lot of people who uh, mm. who do exercise. So yeah. can you give us a couple of songs that for you um, either, you know, remind remind you of uh you know like really just songs you just love you just like that's a go-to song for you or a song that reminds you of you know that leo loves or you know i don't know is there any, a couple of songs that you want to give us like, i've got a playlist that i i uh have i put sure. on spotify and it's sure. very it's very broad there's some um pretty uh broad stuff on there there's from disney all, all the way through to uh corn um okay and I've listened to it a couple of times and it's like, wow, this is a, this is a wide range. So what? Uh... Yeah, it's a good question, man. I mean, my playlist for when I work out is, 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 is rap and pretty, pretty, pretty old school hip hop and rap. So it's, it's, right. it's kind of not relevant for Leo, but it's just like a <laughs> um, well, but, What's the track? Um, like, what's a, if you were, if you were going to go and hit the, hit the gym right now, like, um, and you were going to, you know, just go nuts, go crazy. You're like, I just want to have some, a great tune. What is one with you would be like, yeah, I'm going to say right now. Like, what's that? Oh man. I mean, it's probably going to be, oh, 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 
Pressure's um, on, mate. <laughs> pressure's on. Um, well, look, um, I would say there's a go-to track. I mean, it's called, I don't know if you've seen the movie Hustle. It's a basketball movie with Adam Sandler. But oh, anyway, I'm a massive no. basketball fan. Okay. So anyway, but the, there's a couple of songs from that soundtrack that are now go-to songs called The World okay. Is Mine by by Sam Henshaw. And it's, uh, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a ripper, man. It's a, it's a good mood, feel good, let's do it. Training song, feeling good song. So yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll say that. I'll say okay. that. So the other mind. song that comes Sam, to Sam Henshaw, mind, is that right? Sam, Sam Henshaw, yeah. Okay. The other song that comes to mind about, uh, um, I suppose, Leo is, um, which is a beautiful song that that I love and I've always loved, but it kind of reminds me of him as well. And the whole journey is uh, Coldplay song, Adventure of a Lifetime. That's, um, um, yeah, if you're looking to add to your eclectic playlist, mate, I'd, I'd chuck those ones on there. All right. Um, and is there any, um, like, I recently just added into this because obviously music is a big part of, well, a big part of my life. And I, so I kind of like to see if it's part of others as well, but also one thing that's a big part of me is as podcasts, listening to podcasts, which is um, a big part of my life. So I thought, well, I asked guests this question as well. So do you have a podcast that you, you think, yeah, I want to like tell the world about this podcast because I'm, I'm, you know, I'm down with this. Like, this is good, but share the love. Do you have one? Yeah, it's called Dadability, mate. It's a great one. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> I knew it. No, self-promotion. It's all, it's all good, mate. Don't worry about that. We're going to put we're going to link your, your one into there. So that's all fine. That's great. Yeah, no, no, it's fine. That's fine. But it is, it's a cracker, mate. You've got to get into that. No, Absolutely. The, um, I recommend. I do recommend that the guys get into this. And I've, I've yeah. shared it a couple of times on, on uh, I know, man. I know, social media. I know, I know. But I, and I cannot um, share this enough. And... Uh, uh, but dad ability, get into your uh, podcast, whatever you, wherever you listen to it, get into it and hear Rob's journey because. Absolutely. absolutely. Um, and I, I actually, I just want to say your social anxiety, uh, before I forget, I've got to mm. down here, your social anxiety mm. episode, I learned mm. from you, Rob. I did learn from you because I didn't realize um, that I had that social anxiety. Mm. I didn't realize until listening to your episode, I was like, holy shit. Like, and what it allowed me to do is I realized and started to understand that I just don't need to give a fuck about people around me. I got to yeah. focus on to like, yeah, you let that go. Eh? Yeah. Let that go. And it's really hard. It's very, very hard. And I do struggle with that, but it is something that I became more aware of. And I'm like, you know, what? I just, I, I just need to focus on to actually, I've got to be in that good headspace. I need to focus on to Jamie, um, so great episode, social anxiety. That's a one of my um, one of the. It's a cracker. Yeah. Oh, so, good man. Good. Yeah. Glad to hear. Um, it, uh, the other ones for me that that I love. Um, you might. I'm sure you've probably you've stumbled across or listened to it. It's quite quite popular here in Oz anyway. But the Imperfects. Um, oh, you haven't. I have oh. not. Oh wow. Okay. It's called the Imperfects. So okay. Um, done by a guy um, who's now quite quite famous um, from his book um, that he wrote called The Resilience Project. So um, again, if you've heard of none of those things, then you need to, you need to do it now. <laughs> then you need to. <laughs> if you've heard of them, you need to now go. Like, um, okay, The Imperfects. Okay, I'm going to look that one yeah. up. 
myself actually yeah. after this. I'm gonna get into that. Oh, I'm also gonna really? have a look at these songs. These are the songs you left for me. Um, yeah. Wonderful, Rob. It has been uh, a pleasure to talk to you today, my man. And I appreciate Thank your you. time because I know that um, time, uh, your time, is very precious. And I appreciate you coming on, talking about your journey on um, on the show, on the podcast here. Um, and it's great. And I, yeah, it's just, uh, it's again, nice to, uh, have a dad voice and another podcast out there, um, which is extremely important to hear. And what I like is that, um, what, what, you know, our podcasts are different, right? And I like that because I think what, you know, what you're doing is really going you're going kind of deeper into kind of like the kind of the mental state and kind of the really kind of pulling like going right into it and i and i love it because i can't do that i just can't do it i cannot do that and i and i applaud you for that because it is something that um uh is a skill to do so keep doing it and um it's it's really good um and yeah don't give up and uh yeah it's uh i know it takes it takes time and effort to put out a podcast so it's uh yeah keep going man it's wonderful yeah thank you thank you man and thanks for having me on and um um same same to you mate you, you know you, you you're having some good conversations that's it's hopefully creating more many more conversations with dads that are that, that are out there that can listen so yeah kudos to you man we've got to we've got to do what we can and keep keep spreading the word and, and getting as many people to listen and, 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 uh, and be kind. But my advice for you, man, before I go is you've got to be hard. You've got to be kinder to yourself. That's for yeah. sure. I think you, I do. you, I, I think I, you, you, you can't be yeah. hard on yourself. You've got to learn to be kinder. You learn that you will make mistake and it is okay. You got to learn to not judge that, that, you know, it doesn't, not everything has to have a score or be marked good or bad, good or bad. It's just, it, you know, you, you mm. can be kind and not, yeah, don't beat yourself up as much, man. Mm. Give yourself a break for you're doing your best, and that's all you can ask. Sometimes your best is is not great, and that's okay too. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, that's that is very true, and I appreciate that, man. I'm gonna, nah. I'm gonna remember that because it's um I, you know, I fail uh, on that a lot of the time, um, but I also succeed on other stuff. So I'm like, mate, it's been great, and uh, yeah, thanks, Rob very much for for this um and i'm sure we will uh we will keep we'll be in touch um absolutely that's that's great all right man have a great day and thanks again hey no worries thanks dude take it easy thanks mate mate. bye-bye just a quick note for everyone who's listening if you are if you're a dad and you actually want to be on the podcast and be a guest and have some questions thrown at you and you know allow you some space to talk about the challenges that you've had uh please get in touch um you can get in touch through the facebook page instagram and uh, also you can send us an email uh, you can send me an email on life with jamie and more at gmail.com so please do get in touch and uh, i really look forward to being in contact with some of you guys and uh, being able to hear your stories because I know there are stories out there 
and uh, I think it's uh, it's good to be heard. So get in touch. Thanks, everyone. Have a good one.